0: Welcome to today's Crypto Internet Show. This is our weekly series where we talk about everything stacks, the broader ecosystem, and building on Bitcoin. And speaking of building on Bitcoin, today we are going to talk with the founders of Mechanism who are building protocols on Bitcoin using DAX and if this is your first time joining before we get started introducing our speakers today welcome the way it's going to work is we're going to have a a great discussion here with our speakers and panelists about mechanism and a few things around the Stax ecosystem at any time if you have questions hold them till the end I'll make sure we have enough time to get to as many as we can and at that time we'll let you know that we're taking questions raise your hand we'll bring you up on stage allow you to ask anything to our speakers whether that be mechanisms co-founders today britney with the foundation myself with stacks uh accelerator or manib with trust machines and everything and anything else in between as well so we are very appreciative to have each and every one of you here with us today with that being said today i'm your host Kyle Ellicott, I'm a Partner and Managing Director at the Stacks Accelerator and Fund. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and kick things off. We've got Manive and Brittany uh, here with us today, our regulars uh, on these sessions. But we have two new speakers uh, who will be joining us as the co-founders of Mechanism. Jeff, do you want to introduce yourself first? Yeah, hi there, I'm Jeff. Um, great to be here. Thank you so
1: much for hosting. I, uh, I first wanted to just say thanks to the uh, foundation and the accelerator and Shannon and Kyle, you've always been sort of very generous. So thank you for having us. Um, yeah. Should we just do do intros right now? Well, standard issue intros?
0: Yeah. Standard issue intro. And thank you for the thanks as well. <laughs> we're, we're happy you're a part of this and happy to be supportive of you guys. But yeah, standard issue introduction for today.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm Jeff uh, co-founder at mechanism uh, previously had a product at stacks or at um, at Hero and Blockstack and Stacks, as it's been known before. Um, I've been in startups for about 15 years before that, um, UI and UX consulting. Um, a few years ago, I worked for a, a real estate startup that had a, a virtual currency. And so that kind of raised my interest in, in crypto. And um, uh, and then I worked on a couple of other startups uh, when I first discovered um Blockstack was the name at that point. And uh, I, I discovered it when it was only maybe 10 people. So um, I was hired pretty early. I think Hank was hired a couple of weeks after me. And we worked on all this stuff um, at Blockstack from 2018 to 2021. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of things that we probably won't talk about today, but uh, we were there when you know Stacks 2 was designed. And uh, when, when Stacks 2 launched and Hero uh, kind of refocused on developer tools, I remember going to Monie and saying, uh, "You know, I'm probably not the best developer tool head of product you can find. There's definitely other experts out there that know more about that than me. So let's figure out something uh, else I can do in the ecosystem." So, um, yeah, we we left to start Mechanism and work on a few uh, sort of Bitcoin uh, sort of DeFi protocols, which we'll talk about more in a second. But I want to uh, I want to give Hank the floor.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Um, so. I'm a, I'm a developer, I'm kind of um, sort of the, the technical side of our partnership here. Um, my background is also really just in, in kind of general startups. Um, as a developer, it was really a lot of kind of web development and that sort of um, typical path. And many years ago, um, you know, I had held Bitcoin and I had a lot of interest in it, uh, but I never really saw myself um, as a developer who could really contribute to the space. I, I'm not a distributed systems, Uh, expert or cryptography expert Um, but it was really when uh, kind of you know the first concepts around web3 kind of came into the world or onto my radar that I sort of felt like um, you know maybe this is somewhere that I could be um, productive or I could contribute to Uh, because I always really loved the values behind uh, Bitcoin and decentralization Um, and so it was a matter of kind of finding my place and so learning about smart contracts and you know just enjoy storage and identity and all those things um really kind of dove into the industry and uh that that culminated in, in joining what was then Blockstack um about four years ago now so just like jeff our, our time frames there are, are very similar um worked on a lot of things uh, when it was called Blockstack. um more recently, as we kind of you know shifted into the world that has uh, where, where Stacks Two exists, was on the user experience team. Um, so one of the one of the main roles I did there was building out the um, the Hero Web Wallet, the web uh, extension that so many of us use to, to interact with the, the amazing Stacks apps today. And and yeah, it's it's actually really quite similar to what um, what Jeff said when when Stacks Two Point One or sorry Two came around. It, to me, it really did blow me away. As as someone who um, had done some Ethereum development and, and used it quite a bit, I just felt like it had so much potential. Um, really, you know, some really interesting innovations that that came um, at that moment in time. And so, long story short, um, yeah, I decided that I, I didn't want to go far, but maybe focus more on the application side of things. Um, and so. That's where I'm at today at Mechanism, really just trying to to build out this vision that we're all, you know, uh, focusing on at the moment. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Very cool. Thank you both as well. We, we also have one additional speaker here. I want to make sure it gets a quick intro. Uh, Mitchell, uh, first time on stage with us here at the Crypto Internet Show. Quick intro for, for all those who may not uh, know you out there.
2: This is not my first time, Kyle. How could you forget? No. <laughs> oh, my apologies. That's New really no, it's good to be back. All it's right. good to be back. Thanks. Um, similar timelines as Jeff and Hank, actually, and like with the Blockstack squad. And I'm just excited to see what they're working on. If you don't know me, I'm over here at the Stacks Foundation. We just do lots of different things to support builders. And right now I'm really wrapped up in the world of NFTs. So I'm excited to kind of pull my head out of that for a bit and, and think about DeFi with these guys. So thanks for having me.
0: Awesome, thank you, uh, Hank and Jeff. Would love to hear. A,
3: oh, Manit. Yeah, I just I just want to uh, leave a few comments about like what uh, Jeff and Hank are talking about, like in terms of seeing the uh, programming capability that was there, and then deciding that hey, this is a great time to kind of like uh, build applications. Like I've I've seen that over and over again now, like where a bunch of people were in the early days, kind of like excited about the potential for uh, the, this type of a programming layer for Bitcoin, but it's it's o- only until they've experienced it, like where they have that aha moment, that, oh, wait a minute, like this is really possible. Let me let me give you an example. Uh, today, I think uh, just like a little time ago, uh, we've seen this tweet from the Terra founder, uh, who was super excited about you know the Bitcoin reserve that they have now for the Terra stable coins. I think it's a huge deal. There is like a billion dollars to actually uh, put Bitcoin on their balance sheets and have a, a reserve for their stable coins. I think, I think it's a great use of Bitcoin actually, right? But now imagine if you could build a stable coin like that directly on Bitcoin, where anyone right now they basically went off and did private fundraising to raise a billion dollars in Bitcoin if they're going to buy Bitcoin and, and basically put it in the reserves. But now imagine that you could you could have a stablecoin like Terra, where anyone who has Bitcoin can actually send it just doing a BTC transaction into the reserve, right? Like that would be a lot larger than uh, than the billion dollar Bitcoin reserve that they have, right? And and this type of stablecoin would be more decentralized as well. Like it's actually being secured by Bitcoin. It's, it's, it's being built on top of Bitcoin. So those are the type of things that um, I get really excited about, and what Jeff and Hank have been uh, really excited about as well. And they they're builders, and they're basically they raised some capital to come in and build uh, different missing pieces that are like almost like Lego blocks that you need. I think Bitcoin is an amazing money layer, which is there now, and it's not going to change, right? Uh, but there are other Lego blocks that developers are coming in and they're building so that these types of applications can basically just happen in the Bitcoin ecosystem versus happening elsewhere. And I think the, the Terra thing is an amazing example. It's a use case that's taking off. It's actually good for Bitcoin, like given their Bitcoin reserves. But the question really is, hey, how do we do this in, in the Bitcoin ecosystem itself? Let me Let me pause there. I think it's, a,
0: it's actually a perfect transition. Uh, Jeff and Hank, I, I want to come to you. Maneave said you just raised some capital. You had a huge announcement today uh, announcing an $8 million raise. Congratulations to both of you and to the company. Uh, Manive also talked about you know realizing the potential of what... Uh, building on Stacks, building on Bitcoin has once you've had the chance to experience it in that kind of aha moment where we've seen with some other announcements from the the industry I'll mention later, but for both of you talking about designing and building protocols on Bitcoin, what does that mean and what is mechanism and the role that it's going to play in the ecosystem?
1: Yeah, thanks for the question. Uh, Both both Hank and um, and Manib's comments kind of reminded me i was like wait a minute i never talked about my experience with bitcoin in my intro which i sort of uh what they said resonated so you know it's funny i I actually was in crypto you know for several years and playing around with different defi things and i I didn't start kind of as a a super super sort of bitcoin um i guess believer um but it's slowly and surely developed you know as you go through multiple cycles with this stuff and as you see Hacks and other problems, and and sort of as you see the world take this whole thing more seriously, you kind of realize that the one constant is Bitcoin. And so, I think as that that conviction built up, also strangely, it kind of happened at the same time that um, you know the early Stack team was taking Bitcoin like way more seriously, and the folks who, who um, you know come from Princeton that are that are at uh, at Blockstack and then Hero. You know, I think they they kind of got it, you know, maybe a few years earlier than me. Like they really understand the fundamentals and sort of this conviction around Bitcoin was there kind of before I showed up. But sort of sort of um, you know, seeing how they how they refined their thinking around Bitcoin and, and figuring out like how it can be can be made more useful and sort of programmed with, that was a big, a big like light bulb for me. And I realized like all the stuff that I was basically appreciating and, in, 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 you know, Ethereum and Solana, um, I was like, wait a minute, like <laughs> this might be a little bit harder on Bitcoin, but it's still is possible. and can be done. And is, is also kind of worth doing, I think, because because of all the sort of special properties that Bitcoin has. And so another thing I wanted to mention earlier, I forgot, but um, it kind of also like relates back to just like what's going on in the world right now. So the startups are super exciting and fun, and we're super excited to be building stuff and, and raising money and stuff, but also, Kind of like what's going on in Ukraine is really scary and, and I feel for everybody over there and and uh, like I'm hearing a lot of very sort of brave people over there lately. And when we started this whole thing, you know, crypto was like definitely a toy, you know, definitely kind of an experimental toy. And now, as you know, Bitcoin is getting kind of caught up in in geopolitics and nation states, it's like definitely getting more serious. So I don't have all the answers to those complex issues. but. I know it's important now, that's perfectly clear. And so I hope that we can contribute, you know, something useful and something good with, with mechanism and with the stuff that we build on Bitcoin. Um, I think there's more to the question, but I I can, I can pause for a bit and let Hank and others talk and then come back to, come back to the first question.
2: Hank, anything to add? Um, Yeah, you know, I would say like if if the question is kind of you know exactly more um what we're doing i think it's 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 really about we've identified this kind of mission um and sort of some focus areas and so it's we have been prototyping and and building various kind of protocols around the DeFi uh and bitcoin space but um just overall we're looking to like work with um great founders great teams, uh, great developers um and kind of just use our expertise which i think is a little bit around the product side to to improve stacks um and just kind of yeah continue into this vision that we're all we're all working on
1: yeah i would say if you're trying to put a, a you know fine point on it like what is mechanism is it a protocol design studio is it a sort of dev shop for bitcoin protocols is it like an incubator like beta works or something where, where other builders uh, can come in and we can help them you know stand up protocols and i think the answer is like yes to all of those um, that might evolve over time but we're trying to not like like you know sort of lock it into one specific thing because because we have a lot of different ideas that we want to explore um, i think that you know sort of the strategy you know sort of expanded on the twitter thread today like the strategy is um, you know, similar to protocols like Zest, where you know it, it adds functionality to Bitcoin. It also makes Bitcoin more composable, like the sort of stacks Bitcoin interface layer, and also things that um, also things that that you know once they're stood up uh, provide opportunities to build other products and platforms. You know, on top of so we're we're looking for things that kind of level up the ecosystem like that. Um, and uh, I've got like some, some buckets, you know, specific buckets like listed out that are in those in those zones, uh, which I'm happy to, to talk about too. Uh, we can go into those too.
0: Yeah, so maybe before we get into those specific categories, I know Man- Manif has a, a quick point and then I have another question for you, but go ahead Manif.
3: Yeah, uh, I think if you, if you take a um, kind of like a step back and look at the high level picture a little bit, I think basically what's happening is that um, there is, there's core Bitcoin, that you know, likely doesn't need to change and is not going to change, or, or not going to drastically change. Obviously, you know there will be some Bitcoin improvement proposals that would get in, like uh, Taproot that recently came in, and and in general, I think yes, some of the core developers have left, and we need to do more work. And if we're doing our part. We're trying to make donations to Bitcoin core development, and maybe maybe even uh, try to hire people at different universities or even even at trust machines. But in general, like that thing is fairly stable, right? I think what's missing is, uh, and, and and I, I actually see uh, uh, Corey here in the audience, and he had a good tweet about this yesterday. I think what's missing is the uh, the number of people who are developers who are using Bitcoin. I think, I think sometimes people confuse the two, like they're the core developers, and you just need a very small number of highly talented, developers who understand Bitcoin core, like the analogy would be in operating systems, like people who are hacking on the core operating system, the, the kernel of the operating system, right? And then you have developers who are basically using Bitcoin. The analogy would be people who are building applications on on the operating system and are, are basically, and, and, and anyone can use that in whatever way that they want to use, right? So I think what's lacking right now is not even that the de- developer community that is using Bitcoin is small. Like I think we have to be self-aware and admit that it is, it is relatively very small compared to some of the ecosystems outside of Bitcoin. But I think what's missing is these building blocks, right? If you, if you look at the state of um, uh, DeFi Lego blocks or open source software or, or, or developer tooling that is available to a normal developer who is just starting off I think Ethereum is definitely the most mature uh, dev ecosystem. And and then you will see some of the newer, their uh, ones are, are spending a bunch of time there. So it's actually like very puzzling and, and in some ways like a little bit of a sad situation that Bitcoin by far the largest uh, uh, cryptocurrency and, and sound money and the thing that is gonna, uh, the thing with foundational value that's gonna stay here for decades actually is lacking in dev tooling and these uh, building blocks that really should be there, right? So I think that it's actually critical. And and this year, I I personally want to spend a bunch of time here that the state of dev tooling improves, the state of different Lego blocks and building blocks. I can give a small example, like uh, uh, the the developer recently built lightning to uh, stack swaps. And what that enables is you could purchase Bitcoin NFTs with lightning. That's a building block, right? A single developer was able to build it, but now you need to uh, expand on that open source software and basically make sure that there's enough liquidity there and more people are using that thing and and so on, right? Uh, So that's how our dev ecosystems mature when these things, these different Lego blocks like become more mature. And one thing that I see Jeff and Hank doing is, and this is kind of like their wheelhouse, is, is that they're really good at doing that and looking at it from a, product perspective, not just like, hey, I'm just going to throw a bunch of like open source code out there that is clunky and no one really knows how to use it. But how do you make a great product out of some of these, these Lego blocks that other people can use? Uh, Tycho's here uh, and, and and Zest protocol will obviously need uh, certain these interfaces and different things like maybe they want to swap, you know, one asset with, with another, which is not the core of what he wants to do. But he needs that functionality out in the ecosystem to exist, and I think that's that's how we grow as as a decentralized ecosystem as 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 more components come online.
0: I think that's a, a great point, uh, Maneev, And transitioning right into my question for both uh, Jeff and Hank, you know, pl- going off of what Maneev just said and in his point of view around where the ecosystem is and the building blocks that are coming towards, you know, Hank, and then Jeff, what, what, share with us your point of view on where the ecosystem around Stacks is today and how it's growing from when you got first involved, to now the launch of mechanism and where you see things going from here. But let's go Hank first and then and then Jeff on that one. Sure. Um, I would, you know,
2: I guess I, sp- I I kind of view these things um, in a sort of developer point of view, and without a doubt, I mean, it's hard to imagine that Stacks 2 only launched uh, 14 months ago. Um, the tooling and the sort of ecosystem around kind of what's available has grown, I mean, <laughs> tremendously. And, and so now we have, uh, you know, various uh, DeFi protocols like Arcadeco and Alex and others that create Kind of these amazing well, they're amazing protocols on their own but they're also these really important building blocks um where if you need something that you know uses stable coins or or lending and those types of things it's out there um and then there's still i think there's so much kind of on the horizon on on that front um in terms of like these new core pieces like money legos as a lot of people kind of mention in um in DeFi world and as, as more of these come on, it's sort of this like exponential opportunity type of angle where, you know, now that uh, Zest is live, what can I, what what's possible now, um, now that, you know, something like Zest is here um, or or insert whatever protocol you want. And so I think we're at this point now where so much of that is is kind of available and then kind of just on the, like, um, lower level front, uh, things like tools around Clarity, um, like Hero and the Foundation have done just tremendous work to improve the onboarding experience, the tooling experience. There's now so so many more kind of example contracts of things that people are building, um, as well as just the pool of overall developers Um, these are, these are just big, big network effects. The NFT community, I mean, needs a huge shout out here as well. Um, there's so much active development there. And, um, I think things like that just, just create more maturity, more stability, more opportunity. Um, so, so yeah, and I think there's, there's so much coming. I mean, Stacks 2.1 includes many new clarity upgrades that I know will, you know, kind of make it easier or even just possible to build new things. So, um. Yeah, cool. it's a, it's a great, um, great point, Jeff. Yeah,
1: I've got many thoughts. Um, let's see here. So I would say, uh, as it relates to Stacks1, I mean, I, I'm really happy with the sort of progress over the last couple of years. And I would say, you know, within that, I really love the sort of, you know, um, kind of like market positioning of Stacks these days, you know, this this kind of um, build on Bitcoin uh, positioning that we have, you know, is, is like new as of the last, like maybe two years and uh, i just think it's really strong it's really unique it's its own thing we're not trying to copy anybody else and uh it's just i think it has a very strong future and it's kind of got a, a very you know healthy niche to, to occupy and grow um so i think that's like a huge thing so i think i think pre- previously you know we were sort of struggling with that and, and then these days the ecosystem has really found its footing there and it's really pull, pulling in you know brand new people based on that that premise which i think is like really, really strong. I think in terms of um, kind of the state of things and and sort of what exists and what still needs to be, you know, what still needs to exist, and um, you know what what capital is here and like what's it doing, and also what talent is around. I think that's kind of where things are interesting. So, I would say my sense from watching other ecosystems is that there's like a bit of a push pull going on, like entrepreneurs think of some crazy idea that really pushes the infrastructure to its limits. They, they ship it. It's everyone agrees. It's really cool and useful, but it has like lots of problems. And then other builders kind of come from behind and sort of fix infrastructure to make it support that thing better, you know, um, you know, transactions per second or, or what have you, you know, DeFi primitives and things like that. Uh, so, so that's an interesting dynamic and I think we're, we're early in it, right? There's like a few, you know, like, like, as, as people mentioned, like Arcadeco and stuff like that, there's a few kind of like shining examples off on a hill of like, Hey, this is possible here. And then there's all kinds of things you wish were, were better, right. Uh, to, to support it. Um, I think some examples uh, of that stuff that I I tend to like look at just as somebody who's kind of played around with a lot of DeFi stuff on the ecosystem um, is liquidity. So I, you know, I think like once you could, you could imagine liquidity getting to a certain level where you can basically say, my mechanism design, you know, includes the assumption that I can just swap any amount of one currency for any amount of another and, you know, kind of, kind of plow forward with that assumption. It's not really true yet. I have some ideas on maybe how to how to improve that, but I think that's like just an important um, an important state that we need to reach to really kind of kind of like uh, hit our full potential. And then I, don't, I see another one is like capital on ramps. Like uh, if you watch a lot of the other um, sort of L twos off of Ethereum and like why they got big, it's because somebody built a bridge and then somebody put something like very attractive on the other side of that bridge, you know, extra yield or, or something like something brand new and, and really cool, or maybe like really impressive NFT projects maybe on the other side. So I think we also kind of need to like stand up these bridges and then, and then like really get serious as a community with like basically saying, how are we going to like get lots and lots of people to come over here? I think another totally untapped opportunity is sort of Bitcoin holders, which are currently kind of sitting on the sidelines, like, um, maybe want to put that Bitcoin to use, but are kind of like waiting, waiting for something other than Ethereum. I think that, that maybe is our like one true unique thing that we can, we can do. Um, but I think like all, all of the stuff I just said, maybe to summarize it is like, um, there's a lot to do there and and we're kind of very early and there's, you know, uh, relative to, to other ecosystems, there's still like a few, few builders. And so I, I kind of do think that we just need to run a lot of experiments and get a lot more builders in here and and sort of um, sort of flatten their learning curve as much as possible and help them as much as possible, which is kind of like what, what Hank and I were posting earlier today, like we're hiring and we're also kind of hire um, or, or sort of like um, work with EIRs—that's uh, entrepreneurs and residents—to basically see if we can find some some builders and like see if we can accelerate, you know, their progress and make their lives really easy and basically share everything we know and um, and uh, sort of like get them to that place faster. And I, like I said, I think the goal is just to to run as many experiments as possible as fast as possible to sort of work on some of those challenges I mentioned.
2: Yeah, um, just to harp on that. Um, as much growth as there there has been, I do think it is still really early. And, and harping back to that, you know, thesis of this intersection between stacks and Bitcoin, I still do think there's there's so much kind of untapped potential. Uh, you, like one great example that's live today is LN Swap. Um, things like that are are really getting into some of the unique distinctions around stacks, um, and then also things like Zest. Uh, it, you know, utilizing discrete log contracts um, and the connection to stacks—that's um, just that's really fascinating, and I, I, I do think like quite cutting edge. It really touches also onto um, Bitcoin development itself. Like, is I, I do agree that Bitcoin—it's um, important to keep it as this very stable, very secure, um, you know, relatively unchanging protocol. But there's still there's still a lot you know to be done on the dev side of things. We have you know, Taproot went live not that long ago and the potential of that is still not, you know, fully fully realized. Um, there's, you know, things like Musig2 for kind of advanced multi-signature contracts. Um, there's still so much like tooling around there. And I think like, you know, we're not even touching any kind of application side of things potentially around DAOs um, and, you know, upcoming, hopefully um, integrated opcodes, like maybe check check template verify or BIP300 and those sort of things like might help um, might help bridging to to change like stacks even easier or um, kind of allow us to like stay as native to Bitcoin as possible while still building these these amazing protocols so so yeah it is actually a really exciting time um, because all those things are on the cutting edge. Um.
3: Yeah, I wanna I wanna add a few thoughts here as well. I I agree with Jeff's uh, mental model that it, it, it is a little bit like someone pushes the existing technology to its maximum, and then you know you have to kind of like work on the next thing. And, and we experienced that like last late last year when people were doing these like big NFT uh, Bitcoin NFT drops, right? Like that pushed our scalability to a limit. Like mempools were full, and people were complaining and. And then it's like, okay, wait a minute. We need to we need to figure out like how to actually have higher capacity transactions, and that's that's where the the, the hyperchains work, uh, kind of like got accelerated because of that. Right? And hopefully, when, when that's live, so that that thesis is basically kind of like Bitcoin scales in layers, right? So the core layer is just the money layer; it doesn't need to change. And then you have the programming layer, and then you have maybe some other scalability layer uh, that helps help, helps that. Right? So similarly, I think. Um, on the on the tooling side I, I do think uh, like I, the feeling that I have is that the a clunky version of some dev tool might be live but to make it like super easy for other developers to use like there's a ton of more work that needs to be done and maybe maybe entities like hero are focused on that or there could be other ones that, that can do that work and then I agree that liquidity is, is a big big thing right like it's a it's a like we, we have stable coins that are coming online. So there is obviously USDA from Eco. Uh There's XUSD that's coming online, which is which is super interesting, right? They they just uh, they can back it with with either USD or even USDC and other other types of assets as well. And they're already plugged in. So Anchorage is the custody provider for the reserve assets. Uh, and they can very quickly like uh, launch X, XUSD there, which I think would be interesting. But then bigger parties like Circle and, and USDC, they have announced that they want to come to the ecosystem. They just haven't done it. In the recent kind of like um, updates that I heard, they're actually super interested in even storing USDC, which is kind of like you know thirty six billion dollar asset at this point, on Bitcoin multisig wallets, which is. Which is only possible through through stacks, right? Like you can't do this on like Solana, you can't do this on anywhere else, because it, it has this unique connection to Bitcoin, where you could actually just do BTC transactions on the main chain to move around these assets, right? This is this is how I personally use my my uh, my own holdings, right? Like I just I just keep things on a Bitcoin multisig wallet and just move it around that way. And I think if you think of it that way, like if you want to keep a stable coin what's the most secure way on the planet to keep a stable coin like that's a bitcoin modulusic wallet right? so you would you would want to you want you would want to use that and it's when these things uh, start adding up like you know when people have the aha moment that okay this is the safest way for me to keep a mo- uh, keep my stable coins or like here is a really really fast way for me to actually transfer stablecoins, like let's say one one Hyperchain that like I think that that's when one thing uh, starts helping the other thing, right? Like because stablecoin liquidity might be coming in because of security or, or or speed or something else, but now suddenly your LN swap has a lot more liquidity available because liquidity was just more in in, in the ecosystem, right? So those are the next level, network level effects that I think we all are kind of like waiting for or hoping for for this year.
0: That's a great point, even and this year is just getting started. I mean, it's, it's crazy how we've already gone through the first two months of the year and are, are looking towards the end of Q1 and have already saw so many of these announcements come to life that you're talking about and are preparing for, for this next round. And Jeff, I want to come back to you. As you were mentioning, there were some buckets uh, that you are very excited about a mechanism that you and hank are looking at as as a team on where some of the things that many both of you just mentioned are coming towards uh, launch in the future uh talk to us a little bit about some of those areas of interest that you guys are looking at um building on or getting excited about around building on stacks and bitcoin
1: yeah sure uh i've got a big list here i'll, I'll try to do kind
0: of a uh quick scan through Let's maybe um, i say yeah let's maybe start with one or two and then and then go through <laughs> there because i know that i know how big that list is so let's start with one or two and then we'll yeah. come to the rest
1: yeah sure well first of all maybe i'll say that um you know um there's nothing kind of secret about this list so we're we're actually planning to do a series of these uh spaces where we kind of um Kind of like look at how a protocol design could work for all these ideas and maybe explore it with some some subject matter experts um you know it's it's you know in large part it's also like so that hank and i can learn like learn more about this particular problem but it's also like we we you know we call the company mechanism because i think hank and i like to sit around and talk about different crypto mechanism designs and we like to to kind of like check out different designs that are on other chains and say like, Hey, how would you do this on stacks and stuff? So we're kind of like, you know, mechanism heads or something. We, we, we spend a lot of time talking about them. And so we wanted to share all that thinking. We think that stuff is fun, basically. And we wanted to also like self-educate. And so, um, yeah, so some of these are topics that we just think are interesting and want to basically research more and figure out if they're possible. And other things, you know, other things are, are ones that we think we might, you know, build uh, in the future. And other things, I think, are ones that we probably won't build ourselves, but we'd be happy to basically collaborate with another another uh, founder on or another team if they're working on it. Um, so, yeah, with um, with that, I can say the sort of buckets here in my list are, um, I'll just kind of go over them and then we can, we can dive into some examples, so um, basically like new asset types. Uh, probably on Stacks um, that have like interesting superpowers that Stacks basically gives them. Uh, some include Bitcoin, maybe some others don't. Um, basically DAO and, and DAO tooling stuff that relates to Bitcoin. Uh, interoperability, so this is basically bridges and swaps. Um, and then DeFi primitives. So um, again, going back to what I said before, like solving some of these liquidity problems or or really just providing like very, very solid building blocks and and kind of the, the growth hacks needed to make them successful and then the last bucket is weird new ideas that don't really fit into any of those and, and things that i think are maybe slightly crazy but we want to we want to talk about anyway
0: let's let's hold on the weird new ideas is i think that that's a big bucket that we could talk for a whole other uh sure. hour of spaces but let's start from the top and i, I think it's important we've we've had a number of conversations over the last few months around DeFi on Bitcoin, which I want to come back to bridging or interoperability and also a little bit of conversation around around DAOs, but new asset types, uh, which is one of the first buckets that you mentioned, whether that be in general or on Stacks and giving those new assets superpowers. What does that mean? What are these new asset types and your wild crazy ideas does that uh, include and what kind of superpowers do you envision that Stacks can bring to them?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm actually gonna pass it off to Hank. I, I think, if I remember right, this this idea actually came from Hank. And um, and Hank's very humble, but he's um, he's kind of like a you know super protocol designer. He's he's able to kind of think technically and like a user and compare it to to stuff that exists on other other L ones. And so I want to say this came from him. So I'll let him explain it. I'm happy to Thanks. jump in too. if it's helpful.
2: Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well. New asset types is is kind of, I think, I think broad, but it's like you can you can think about it of sort of take an application and then think about what the asset would look like. Um, And so one of our kind of earliest ideas was around taking concepts from like Lido on Ethereum and these other um, sort of liquid staking protocols and and applying it to stacking um, because Well, it opens up up this this huge world um, if you have kind of a more programmable uh, liquid stacking solution. And so imagine um, we have so we have stacking today, you lock your stacks for some amount of time, and it earns this Bitcoin yield. And it's it's you know, frankly, quite incredible. It's what's what brings, it's what brings a lot of people into stacks, um, or maybe causes them to sort of try it for the first time. Um, And so how can we take that and make it more, more powerful? And so, you know, what if there was a, a protocol um, where you deposited your stacks into a smart contract, and what you received in return was some sort of representation, some asset that represented the uh, stacks that you have um, stacked and, and earning that yield. Um, you could do a lot of interesting things. Like you could then use it to, uh, in, in a collateralized position and and put it on Arcadeco. Um, of course, Arcadeco <laughs> basically has this today where you can earn stacking yield uh, while taking on a USDA loan. Um, but I think it'd be you know even cooler if there was this sort of liquid, very programmable asset um, uh, that did this. Um, and so if you, you you could also loan it out, um, um, all sorts of, you you could, you could do sort of fixed rate, um, swaps for kind of like, uh, harnessing future earning potential, uh, that you haven't even received yet, um, using a a smart contract to kind of do this totally, um, totally trustlessly. Uh, One, one of the things that we find extremely exciting is, uh, taking that and then, basically automatically compounding it. So you deposit your stacks in, uh, it goes into this sort of protocol. And then um, every two weeks or whenever there's new stacking rewards that have came to the protocol, um, what if that earned Bitcoin was swapped for stacks and then reinvested automatically back into into the protocol to continue stacking? And so if you had that then now now the asset is is basically this like interest bearing stacks token um or or whatever you want to call it uh where it's every every two weeks this one kind of initial deposit token is worth more and more stacks under the hood um i think we could go we could go kind of forever around here um but Where it gets, I think, even more cutting edge is around what if you allowed other assets to be deposited into this stacking protocol, like, for example, Bitcoin, Um, you know, probably the holy grail is like, if you could um, figure out a way to earn yield on your Bitcoin through stacking. Um, And there's some complications around this because, you know, fundamentally, it has to be stacks that are locked into uh, stacking. And so... um, you know, if you just wanted to swap for Stacks, you're kind of taking on this this price risk. But what if you could combine it with other protocols, like maybe Alex or maybe Arcadeco and find a way to hedge um, this position uh, so that you're, you know, only taking the price risk of, of the Bitcoin itself, um, hopefully not being able to, you know, no liquidation opportunities. And then you just have this amazing Bitcoin yield. I think it'd be, you know, one of the one of the biggest potential booms for for adoption of stacks uh, overall uh, I'll, I'll swing it back to you jeff because we've we've talked about you know this kind of world for hours and hours and hours uh, so i could probably just keep rambling i mean i think that's a good summary i think that this idea in general like you can imagine
1: other once you have um this ability to again like i was talking before about kind of assumptions like once you have the ability to sort of say like, uh, you know, this asset is essentially streams Bitcoin and, you know, to the tune of, of 10 you know, 10% a year, roughly, you know, every two weeks or whatever, once once you um, kind of just abstract that and you have it as a base assumption, you can, I think, create many different products off the top of it um, and, and many different types of assets. And so we think that's like a really cool, again, like that's, that's the superpower of Stacks. And it's, it's really a matter of like packaging it in a, in a you know, useful way. so. That is the new asset type bucket.
0: And, and then let's, let's go down on, on DAOs for a minute, decentralized autonomous organizations. This seems to be one of the hottest topics around everything in blockchain crypto and or web three. I, everyone wants to talk about a DAO. Everyone wants to see more DAO tooling. And here at the Stacks ecosystem, we're talking about a lot more DAO tooling being developed. So what are your thoughts in, on DAOs and DAO toolings and, and what could be uh, put together there and what's getting you excited about a mechanism?
2: Yeah,
1: I would say, um, you know, we're not experts on this. Um, you know, in in our adventures, kind of thinking about different protocol designs and different tokenomic designs, you, it often like the, the subject comes up a lot. <laughs> you know, you're like, how, how are, you know, how are the, you know, like, where does, where's the sort of profits come in this thing? And it, it often kind of like having a DAO kind of makes things easier. And so I do think it will be, you know, um, it will be included in a lot of economic designs for a lot of builders in the ecosystem. You know, like um, there's already one in I think in Alex and Arcadico, and so um, you know, making that useful, I think, is is like uh, you know, I think I think just standing one up technically is you know relatively straightforward, but then making it useful, I think, is another another thing. And then I believe other folks are probably gonna gonna work on that. Um, I think I think what we're interested in is like. You know, pushing our thinking a little bit, we, uh, and I think we don't really even have a clear idea for this yet, but we're interested in figuring out if you can invest in DAOs with Bitcoin like, directly. That's like one big question. And also, you know, taking Bitcoin and spend Bitcoin in some fashion, I don't think it'll be a piece of cake, but, you know, Hank was mentioning multi-sigs. Um, if there's some way to get that behavior or a behavior like that, right, or to, to tokenize, you know, DAO ownership on on stacks, but capitalize the DAO itself with Bitcoin on Bitcoin. I think some of these like questions are are interesting and, and worth exploring. So I think that that's I think that might be as far as we are on that one. Um, Hank, what else am I missing there?
2: No, I think I think that that describes it well. Um, when when I think of DAOs, there's it's this huge topic that yes everyone's kind of talking about, um, but there really are you know, a few sort of distinct categories. Um, one being these protocol DAOs, like often attached to a DeFi protocol. And they're kind of more with the purpose of um incentivizing participation, incentivizing development, um, figuring out sort of protocol upgrades, but it's very sort of like um tight to to the sort of protocol itself. Um and then And then you have kind of the more human element DAOs is maybe one way to put it, Uh, whether it's funding um, public goods or even investing in startups and and other protocols or even other DAOs or NFTs, that sort of thing. Um, There's so many, that's so interesting to me because it's, it's a, a big part of that is the the, the tooling element or like the technical side of things, but it's also just so much, so human. Um, it's really dependent on the people involved and the purpose behind it and, you know, the, the strength of the community. Um, and so if you, if you just wanted to go into any one of those, it's like, you have this whole kind of world of what exists, what doesn't exist, what's the future look like. Um, but yeah, bringing, bringing these, you know current and future innovations and then thinking about it in the bitcoin lens is is super interesting and i think where there is you know maybe more untapped potential um than elsewhere as, it's really interesting to me uh as a as a developer because um i'm thinking about uh like i mentioned earlier musing Two and taproot and these other um really cutting edge primitives that you know i think have a lot of potential for creating full-on DAOs that kind of only operate um, or at least hold all of their assets on Bitcoin and are even able to sort of trustlessly spend the
0: Bitcoin according to the DAOs' needs. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're thinking a lot in that area. Manif, I'd like to get your thoughts on on that as well. If there's anything you'd like to add around DAOs and DAOs on Bitcoin. And before you jump in and comment, just a quick note to the audience. We are going to take questions here in just a moment. I've got one more question for Hank and Jeff, but uh, do get your questions ready uh, and uh, raise your hand or request to get on stage. And we'll bring it up here in a moment. Manif.
3: Yeah, I think I think there was a comment about um, being able to just fund DAOs with Bitcoin. I think that's that's the holy grail, right? Because uh, Bitcoin is the best form of money, and DAOs are there for capital formation. Like, it doesn't really matter like what purpose you are doing the capital formation for. Like, let the people decide what they want to do. But I think it is important that the capital formation actually happens in Bitcoin, right? So there. Uh, uh, Trust Machines is actually doing doing some work on this as well. So hopefully, uh, as you saw more details on the Zest protocol from Tyco, uh, hopefully in the coming weeks or months, uh, you, you'll see some more details coming out from our side on the on the DAO tooling work we doing.
0: Right. Uh, with that being said, Jeff and Hank, a similar question. Let's talk a little bit about interoperability. We had a great conversation uh, last week about cross chain bridges and some of the exciting announcements that came to. But uh, what's getting you excited about interoperability and and bridging? So maybe Hank, then Jeff. And again, anyone that has a question, get it ready. We're going to switch over to Q&A here in just a moment. I think this one's
1: pretty short. I think we're just we're interested in the I think we're interested in the topic. We think that it's important, like I mentioned earlier, to sort of bringing more more users uh, to to stacks and um, and kind of like um, the the more usage we can get from from both like Bitcoin holders and from from other folks that are in other L1s, I think the better. So we're just in just solving the problems really. And um, I know there's a few folks already working on this and a, a few big big um, initiatives. So we're we're kind of like happy to help where we can plug in.
2: Yeah, the only other kind of topic here, other than you know your typical sort of bridging um, projects, is I think around um, other like ways of of getting native Bitcoin into stacks um, and having this sort of asset that can be used in stacks contracts. What we have today is XBTC. And um, I think it's it's like a hugely important thing to have on stacks, even though some of us might not like kind of a custodial or centralized wrapped asset. um, There are quite a lot of benefits from a sort of certainly growth potential but also uh liquidity standpoint but if we could find a way to sort of get all of the benefits of wrapped assets um and build it in a way that is fully decentralized whether it's you know via collateral or via some of these upcoming bitcoin primitives um that that i think is uh probably a, if if we could figure that out it, that's what would make take stacks, or one thing that would take stacks to the next level, um, because it would, I think, fully fulfill this uh, Bitcoin, like programmable Bitcoin, um, with no no trust tradeoffs uh, vision.
0: Couldn't agree more. And we have a, a new speaker on stage, uh, my partner and managing director of the Stacks Accelerator, Trevor. Welcome, Trevor. Uh, what what has you excited about? mechanism, what Hank and Jeff and the team are bringing to the Stacks ecosystem and seeing how things are developing or being built on Bitcoin utilizing Stacks.
4: Thanks, Kyle. And uh, congratulations, Hank and Jeff, on making this announcement. Um, I'm, I'm very excited just by the team and all that they bring to the table in terms of their experience. Um, Hank and Jeff are, are two people that I definitely tap for advice or for thoughts when it comes to um, you know protocols specifically. I think they have a really good um, understanding of incentive mechanisms and also just a larger crypto ecosystem in terms of what we need to build in the future on Stacks and what could really bring liquidity to the Stacks ecosystem. And so I'm really looking forward to um, you know, anything that they do. And I think that um, the one of the, per, one of the points of this space is really to um, in over the next few weeks is, you know, they're going to be doing more active, you know, thought leadership and sort of community engagement around some of the ideas that they've been noodling and working on over the past many months. So I'm just excited to also just learn from them more. And I think it's going to be very positive for the Stacks ecosystem at large.
0: Couldn't agree more. I think we're all excited. And again, we we do have a time for a question or two. And as those come up, uh, Jeff and Hank, a question for you both. What's next and an upcoming for, for Mechanism? There's a lot of excitement and buzz on today's announcement and our conversation here today and the spaces but for both of you what do you envision the rest of the year looking like and anything you can kind of tease out to us as we come to close what we can expect to see from mechanism
1: yeah sure uh so i think the thing that i've been wanting to mention uh so i, I i'm going to use the time for this uh which is definitely going to be a big part of my focus too is, is just like trying to build out our team a little bit and um i think both it's both kind of adding some capacity uh, so that we can basically build faster, but then um, also, like I mentioned, we're we're kind of like running an experiment right now to see if we can pull in some some builders uh, and some founders who are who are early and kind of like in the process of either evaluating stacks or they're just getting started with their protocol design, and we can you know uh, basically talk to them about all this the stuff we just mentioned and and really kind of set them up for success you know from moment one where where you know. Um, there's a lot of, of kind of technical thought and and sort of protocol design thought behind their their mechanism design, and then you know almost um, kind of accelerate them and then then kind of let them let them um, go off and, and grow from there. It's kind of a solve for like how we scale. You know, just me and Hank's um, you know time and energies and and sort of thinking. Um, you know, all the stuff that we mentioned, we we can't build all that stuff even in ten years. Uh, it kind of doesn't scale just the two of us, and so we're looking for ways to kind of Basically, take take our you know time and efforts and kind of multiply them. So I think I think the hiring and and then you know working with some really you know talented um, founders on some of these ideas is really the the force multiplier. So I'm going to be spending a ton of time on that. Um, and then I think we're we're like I like Hank mentioned we're we're kind of in the process of designing some stuff, which is all a bit kind of under wraps right now. But we'll be announcing other stuff in the future.
2: Hank. Mm, not much to add. I would say if one of these things um, uh, that we've kind of discussed or, or will discuss in the future sounds interesting to you and sounds some, like something you would say, um, man, I'd, I'd love to build that or help build that, then um, let us know because I think that's that's kind of exactly the type of thing we're
0: looking for. Wonderful, and, and Jeff, where can everyone go to learn a little bit more about Mechanism? Either on on Twitter, where can they find you, or, or websites as well, if they are interested in building and being a part of the team? Yeah,
1: I think all of our major announcements and you know, and the website, and you know, um, you know, kind of um, you know easy to find, you know, links back to me and Hank. All of it is on on Mechanism's handle on Twitter. So it's it's Mechanism HQ.
0: Outstanding, Uh, Hank, Jeff, thank you again very much for the time today and sharing with us uh, what mechanism is and where you're going and all the exciting news. And again, congratulations on the fundraise and the announcement uh, today. Thank you as well, Manib, Brittany and Mitchell, along with Trevor for joining us today and each and every one of you uh, in the community. Big shout out to Shannon and the Stax Foundation for making this all possible today. Uh, Also, for all of you tuning in to this week's crypto Internet show, Uh, if you want to tune in live in the future, if you're listening to this on the recording, ask questions, join in the conversation. Be sure to follow Stacks on Twitter and tune in every week. Same time, same place here on Twitter, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and we'll see you soon. Take care.